everybody, welcome to Camel City Chat. I'm your host, John McPherson. I'm here with Tommy Priest, and I guess uh, we go, we gotta do cheers. Cheers. Cheers, all right, all right, we'll get started. Hi, Camel here. City. We are, uh, we got people behind us ordering, that's good. Yeah, so, so you're looking at the Coffee Park Airstream. It's been here for 13 years and some odd months. Yeah, and as they pull away, which is cool, then they can really see it. Right. Um, we talked to the ladies inside, and I think you're okay with it. We're going to let Stabler at the next, uh, at our first break, kind of shoot some video in there to yeah, so people cool. see what the inside looks like. Right on. Because you know there's plenty of room for everybody in there, right? Oh yeah, of course. It's 119 yeah. square feet. <laughs> so you you've seen the chat before. You you you've commented on some of our guests and things like that. So you know we got some questions. First. Oh yeah, you have one of my great friends on last time with Owen Daniels. And, and you're a photographer too. Indeed. We'll get to that. Okay. All right. So we're doing this natural because of COVID and stuff. So you'll see cars going by. We got the beautiful setting of the children's home behind us here. Oh yeah. Yeah. My favorite piece of property in town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And mock orange. You got neighbors here. And then on the inside here, this is you too, right? Oh yeah. Got a little micro lounge. Yeah. So uh, we'll get started. And our first question for you is uh, where are you from and how long you been here? Uh, I'm from Roland, North Carolina, which no one's ever heard of. It's a little whistle stop in the eastern part of the state near south of the border. So if you've ever seen that tacky tourist trap, you know exactly where now, I'm talking about. Now, define tacky because, I mean, come <laughs> on now. Well, we could go into cultural appropriation if you want to. <laughs> I, I, would say that, yeah, I would say that, that, that you could definitely go down those paths there. Definitely. Um, but, I mean, that was like the only place you could get Blemmons ginger ale for such a long time. Oh, yeah. And, oh, the hot uh, stuff is uh, good. The hot stuff oh. is good. Yeah. yeah. I've been through Blenheim multiple right. times. It was How long have you been here? 1980. Okay. 40 years. What brought you here? Family. Family? Okay. I was a child. Okay. I had no choice in the matter. All right. So we'll, we'll get to that. All right. Um, then uh, where's your favorite place to eat? A food truck. Is it a particular one or just any a food, food truck? truck. <laughs> I mean, it, it re I, there were particular ones. Some right. of them are now gone. Okay. Uh, favorite one right now? Man, that's tough. I mean, Takiria Luciano's always has a, a near and dear space in my heart. Because they were over there for a while. Oh, yeah. 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 We, um, we were putting food trucks on this lot before breweries were in town. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so I just have a passionate love affair with food trucks. We mm -hmm. used to have food truck rallies out here all the time. Right. Two of my friends have these uh, these real estate companies over here, so it's a, a yeah. neat little area. And of course, oh, they and had uh, the, Yeah, for Scythe Realty, they're great folks. Yeah. And the yeah. soccer people used to have that building. They had that building, and yeah. they were over there. And yeah. it's it's been, we've seen a lot of folks coming in and out of this property since we've been here, but yeah. I know that Mock Orange, they're they're here to stay. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, and this was a good move for, for, for everyone in this area to have Mock Orange come here, because they, they were definitely a drawdown. And it gives were. them an opportunity for folks to be able to test drive a bike right. without having to be in the West. Curve. Watch out for, yeah, traffic, traffic, yeah. traffic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so a food truck. Now, what have you been to the uh, location now where he's got the permanent for? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. You know that was uh, um, that was like a uh, um, an, a, an Indian restaurant, but it was merged before it was that, and that didn't work out. And then he went in there, and I'm like, yeah. I really hope it goes well for him because that's just such a hidden spot. It seems like he's doing okay. Good, uh, especially that's good to hear. during the our COVID right. era, okay. he seems to be doing all right. Uh, okay. Just saw him last night. Good, all right, cool. Yeah. Now what is your, uh, what's your favorite thing to do around here? Right now, yeah. since COVID, post up at Hoots. Post up at Hoots. <laughs> yep. Okay. Hit the mill works, finish yep. the day of work, and then go grab a drink and yeah, go home. All right. Yeah. But that's been my pandem pandemic hideout. <laughs> I think if I went to Hoots, I would end up at Sutler's. Oh yeah, you know, I, right. I just—does he need help? Does he want me? You know, we need to call right. him and get him on the chat. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. That'd be a good one. Yeah. See, I, you know, I was on the ABC board. I don't know if you knew that. 
and I had to resign because we moved out of Louisville. So now I can and now I can call people. But when I was like on the ABC board, like I wanted to do the different distilleries and stuff, and it was like, is that a good thing to do? But right. yeah. conflict of interest. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really funny because I was at a, a bar and a friend of mine's husband was running the bar and he tried to give me a drink and I looked at the thing and she goes, she's not gonna charge you for that. And I looked at him and he looked at me and he goes, and I gave her the card and she goes, what that? He's on the ABC board. He can't take a free drink right, from me. Right, exactly. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. you gotta respect that stuff. <laughs> so that. Um, I, I, I do realize something, and I'm, I'm kind of ashamed. I'm sorry that I, uh, I'm sorry I haven't done this yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I have never seen you without a hat. So I'm, I'm gonna do the interview like you know, in, in the Tommy apparel. Beautiful. So what's Looks up with the hat? I, the hat goes back to when my grandfather died of uh, melanoma. Okay. Um, and he had just massive amounts of uh, skin cancers all around here. Never wore a hat. Right. Um, so it's kind of an homage to that. And then, That's cool. And then after that as well, my best man right. um, uh, was a Rastafarian. Right. And always had his head covered. Right. And so it's kind of an homage to him, rest his soul as well. <laughs> That's really cool, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's kind of the thing. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, I I, we, I try to do things intentionally, right? And, well, we had talked and about it's it. Become ahead of a time. moniker, yeah. Sort. No, I mean, I've it, and you were when I put this on right before you you started. I said, hey, look, man, I brought my hat, and you're like, it's finally what time for this weather? Exactly. Yeah, so, Thank God. God, it feels so good. It's coffee weather again. It's coffee weather, and you and I both have ice though. But I mean, we both got flip flops on and shorts. I mean, this is it's my, that transition period, you know. Realtors aren't supposed to dress like this, but it's like you know, hey, I'm, this is why not? This is how I do work. So that's good. Yeah. If right, you well, can't let's, be comfortable, then why do it? That's true. Well, let's talk about, I, I want to know more about you because, you know, I, I know that you're involved with Arch Unite and, and, and many other things, and we're going to get to those, but I want to go back to where you basically started things out, and you've got a friend that's wanting to say hey to you. Hi. Um, we're doing a show. What's happening? Hey. Um, cool, you're on air. Yeah, no, yeah, say, say hey to everybody Hi, Camel on City. <laughs> yeah, cool, all right. Yes. Yeah. Please. Even I'll agree to that. I mean, come yeah, on. Man. Bring yeah. it. <laughs> See ya. Of course, man. Yeah. I mean, we've already got signs around here. You got this one. You got that one. Yeah, I mean, you've always... It, and people just bring them. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. And that's where I wanted to go with the next question. So that's kind of nice that he did that. You're a very passionate person. Okay. <laughs> I think so. I'll accept that. You're involved with a lot of stuff. And I mean, you know, what's that old saying? No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And I mean, you care a lot. I'm, and you know a lot. I love this town. Right. I really do. And that's why I'm doing this show, is because I love this town and I want people Beautiful. to know all the people around me. Wonderful. So tell me about you. Hmm. Man, that's Way a tough back. question. So, I mean, Way back. you were not born over near Lumberton with the intention of uh, opening a coffee, a coffee shop. shop. I actually did move back to Winston uh, from Appalachian in 1994 to open a coffee shop. Okay. And so you graduated from App? I did. Okay. Yeah. In what year? 94. Okay. So I left in 91. Oh, you did? Graduated in 91, oh, yeah. Okay. We crossed paths then. 333. Yeah. Yeah, got to get the, yeah. yeah awesome. So, yeah. I love that place. Oh, it's uh, awesome. It's one of the few places that, yeah, I could move back to Boone. I'm heading to, I'm heading to Boone this weekend. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. My wife's heading today because right. my, uh, my daughter followed in my footsteps, so she's An educated right child. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. It's always a great day to be a mountaineer. <laughs> Indeed. Yep. So, so tell me about you. Uh, so I moved back here in 94. Um, was going to open a coffee shop on Hawthorne uh, in an old house uh, with my roommate at the time. And 
it just did not go well <laughs> at all. The, uh, the neighborhood was not ready to let businesses encroach into the West Highlands neighborhood. Okay. Uh, so the deal just kind of fell apart. Yeah, I'm trying to think on Hawthorne where that would be. The oh. second house from the West End Auto Clinic. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful old, uh, probably 1920s construction. Okay. Um, yeah, two stories. Okay. Yeah, we were going to run a traditional coffee shop for that time, which had been Poetry Slam. Kind of like Rainbow was. Kind of like up, Rainbow was, right. Up off of uh, on Broad Summit. Street. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I go back to the summit days of, of Rainbow. Oh, geez. Yeah, that, and you know where, back. You know where uh, uh, 4th Street used to be, then, it, it, you know, before that was Shober's, if you're at 4th Street Filling Station mm -hmm. and you go up Summit, yeah. Rainbow was on the right. I'll be. And then it moved from there to in front of Augsburg Lutheran Church to where the uh, dessert place is now, in the big really? White House. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gee whiz, yeah. I didn't and know it had multiple locations. Yeah, and then it moved over to where, uh, what, Miami Cafe is right. now or whatever that mm -hmm. is. Yeah. Or was there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was a yeah, it was an interesting time, and it fell apart. Right. Ended up working for my dad. I did janitorial for okay. a couple of years. So we cleaned the local Mayberries in town, the right. mock, mock tires. We cleaned the garages. Right. Uh, travel around the state, cleaning different things, and right. got a phone call from a friend one day. And I went down to Spevco and popped down, sat on a speaker stack, interviewed with this guy from Jersey. And he's like, "Hey, so you know how to play this card game?" I'm like, "Yeah." And the card game was Magic the Gathering, okay. um, which was the number one selling game in the world that no one knew was the number one selling game in the world. Yep. And I started a marketing career that I didn't know I ever wanted. Right. And so I traveled that summer uh, and got to travel the entire country. I was on Horde Festival. I was on the National Off-Road Biking Association, National Inline Skating Series, did several state fairs. And then came home and was like, okay, well, that was fun. And the tour was over. And then I got a phone call the, the next month. Right. You know anything about cameras? I was like, yeah, I've been shooting for a while. You know anything about computers? I'm like, yeah, I know that. And then I went out and helped Sony launch their first camera line, their first PC line in coordination with, uh, oh gosh, Microsoft and IBM and God, who else was there? Gosh, I wish you'd done something. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. So that just opened up an entire new Holy career cow, pathway. Tommy. Yeah. So I became a subject matter expert in digital photography at its infancy. Right. Uh, and uh, laptops <laughs> when they were first coming out and Sony's first line. Yeah. And, so. And okay. then it just kept going from there. Then it became the Pokemon craze. Then I was working for Sony and I was working for Nintendo. And then right. I was working for Sony, Nintendo, and Wizards And you're freelancing or are you working for... Um... I was working for a firm out of uh, Montclair, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, we just did blue chip clients and high impact experiential marketing. Yeah. Did I taught 100,000 now... people how to play Magic that summer. Are you serious? 100,000 people. That's crazy. It was insane. It was so fun. Are you still teaching? I could. Yeah. I have 10,000 cards sitting at home still. <laughs> I haven't played that game in 15 years. Really? Yeah. Now, um, so did you work for Spavco? Uh, no, they were our primary vendor. Okay. Yeah, I did have a uh, office right across the street from them for, I don't know, a couple years. Right around 9-11, actually. Yeah. I need to get out to Spavco because, you know, I've, I've had several friends who have worked there over the year. They, uh, For people that don't know it, they're basically the people that build the Transformers. Exactly. The real ones. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like... And it's like, where the heck did that come from? And everything that came off the uh, came out of the driveway was mm -hmm. a prototype. Right. There was no off the shelf for right. this. I, I mean, mean, you take that thing and turn it into like a 
five bedroom house with uh, you could yeah with what they do. Oh yeah, we had uh, we had one truck for uh, SAP that right. was thirty eight hundred square feet. Whenever it was expanded, it was eighteen and a half feet tall. Uh, it measured about thirty feet across. It had a Holy five cow. dimensional theater in it. Uh, so we had cow. and we had the first five thousand lumen lamp projectors in the United States for this thing. They had money. Wow. I got a buddy of mine that works uh, for a lighting company and. He was involved when uh, one of the big truck companies introduced their new line. They projected it on the Hoover Dam, and it oh, nice. showed it. This was like maybe a year or two ago. Shows it breaking through the dam with all yeah, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And That's he's gorgeous. just like, oh yeah, and it's, it's, he's great. I need to get him on here because he's he lives in Winston. He's a buddy of mine, and he's like, you know, hey, uh, you can't do that. And they're like, what are you talking about? You got to do this. And it's like, are you? And then they fix it, and it works. So, but yeah, yeah. I know a lot of smart people. I wish I was smarter. You know. Oh uh, well, you know. We're struggling. I think you... What did you study at App? Oh, geez. What did I study at App? I started off there. I was like, oh, I'm going to go be a psychologist. Right. And I walked into the department, took the first class, and I'm like... Art? It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't so, that Art... Was Art Skibby or whatever it was? Art Skibby. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's crazy. Dr. Skibby yeah. would always give his uh, students the... Uh, you can feel okay and call me and say, Dr. Skibby, I'm much too well to come to class today. Right. I remember that. And I he would him. accept that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to go. I want to go up to the, the parkway and you know play with friends and be like, "You're excused." Right. Yeah. yeah. Because he believed in Mental Health Day. Yeah. 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 I actually was in that. You know that department. I. You know you're. Uh, you're about four years younger than me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I remember watching Quincy one time, and there was a guy that they sex age and raced a skull. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. So I took forensics at App. I took forensics, too. And then did you go to Bass's? <laughs> yeah, the human decomposition study Folks, farm. we have been to BARF, Bass's Anthropological Research Facility, which is located, the office is located in the UT yep, Stadium. Mm -hmm. And then a mile away from the, uh, the lunchroom is where they let bodies decompose so they can tell you exactly what animals and critters come at certain So did times. Dr. Bass tell you about the story whenever the, uh, the frats thought it was a good idea to go grab some cadavers and I think that may parties? have happened after us. Oh, yeah? Yes, because I don't remember that story. That was an interesting story. And, of course, Patricia <laughs> Cornwell wrote a book about it called The Body Farm. You're the only person I've ever met that knows that place exists. I was there. Man. There was a man who was probably so like studying under six Harvard Ayers. Right, and then yeah. Dr. Doc Ashby came around. Right. Yeah, so you know Doc Ashby uh, passed away. I saw his oh, obituary no. in the last year or two. Oh, wow. Well, I'm, we'll digress. Okay, so do you yeah. even want to do the show or we'll just let him film <laughs> for the next hour? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so I, I was in, so I started off with that and it just wasn't for me. Uh, the first first professor I had, I was just like, hey, this is awful. Right. Uh, and then I was like, okay, well what about sociology? And it fit. And then I walked into the anthropology department, and I was like, oh, okay, this fits. Right. And I stuck around there for a while until I landed in the English department. So I ended up in the English department and the anthro department, which it was lucky it was in the same Sanford right. Hall. <laughs> so yep. I just go upstairs, downstairs all the time. And it was became quite apparent that the critical theory basis for both of these disciplines were shared. Right. So I was able to just maybe write one paper and be able to translate it for two classes and, mm -hmm. and then became a darling of the critical theorist in the anthro department who's like nobody gets this yep. this is the part that nobody likes they all wanted to be archaeologists right. I wanted to be a cultural anthropologist mm -hmm. um, and then I yeah messed around with the uh, the feminist materialist uh, theorists on campus and you're a thinker 
I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's show them, uh, uh, Stabler. You did some, uh, you know, uh, did some overheads while we were getting ready. So I want to let's let's show them a pr uh, uh, what the location where we are, and then we'll come back and I'll ask you a couple more questions. Take awesome. a quick break. Sounds right. great. Welcome back to Camel Sea Chat again. Uh, this is Tommy Priest, and uh, we're talking about uh, what got you here. We, we went through Appalachian, and um, you know, I, I want to skip to something. I asked you real quick about this, but uh, um, I know we, I noticed the band, but oh, what makes you love Winston-Salem so much? Because it's Winston. Right? <laughs> and, and I've, Smallest big town in the world? It's the biggest little city on the East Coast, just yeah. to borrow the Reno phrase. Right. Uh, to me, there's a creative vortex here. There's antiquity, and then there's new, and right. there's the industrialization, and then there's the community netting, and then there's, it, it's a comfortable place to live. I mean, one of, the, uh, one of the things that I love most about Winston is that I feel comfortable walking into any space in this town, no matter what, no matter what I'm attired in, no matter how my day's been, and I know that I'm gonna meet a friendly face. Agreed. Um, and I think that's that's really it. It's 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 comfortable. You, you and I were talking during the break, and and uh, uh, you know I think the charity of this town is amazing. You tell me the story about uh, we have you and so Chad many Nance. nonprofits here. It's unbelievable. And then it, in order to have that many nonprofits, that means that we have a, a very giving committed uh, community. Right, the charity of the town. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Now, what, what were you saying about, you know, there was a, a fire and you... Went... Oh, there was a fire at Sherwood Station several years ago, and I, whenever I saw the, the kids that were impacted, and I had small children at the time, it was just, it became apparent that we had to help. Right. And so we utilized this space, Coffee Park, to receive donations, and it was literally overwhelming. We had people coming from all across the triad uh, that felt the same way. And it was all about framing this story around mm -hmm. these children had lost their bikes. They'd lost their toys. They'd lost, they'd lost everything. Right. And I've never seen such an outpouring. And it wasn't junk either. I mean, people were buying it new stuff and money. It was brand new stuff. They yeah. were dropping off oh, money. Yeah. They were dropping off food cards. They were dropping off bikes. They were, it was, it was a beautiful thing. I and mean, we ended up with so much. We had to find overflow facility in order to receive the rest of the goods to be able to disperse to other people in need. And that kind of started my interest in, okay, what can we do to help the community? And probably the next piece that happened after that was the, the, the beautiful piece of property you see across the street in the frame. Mm -hmm. uh, it was gonna be sold off uh, for $10 million, 100 acres. Uh, and people have salivated, developers specifically, about this piece of property for years and years and years. But the folks that were volunteering at the farm up on the hill were utilizing the farm animals as therapy animals for kids. And they were getting ready to lose their, their home right. and lose their opportunity to help the kids. Yep. So they tried traditional methods, PR, go to the paper, try to you know, rally the cause and they got worn out and so about five or six of them ended up down here one day and i gave them a little fire and brimstone about how to make it happen and we created the first uh uh what did we call it it was a community day on the farm right and we brought five thousand people up to the farm they had never been there before 
and they saw the piece of property, it's their central park. I mean, it's yeah. centrally located. It's over 200 acres for the entire property. Right. And that began a steamrolling effort of changing the narrative. So we're really lucky because guess what? My daughter had Betty Hastings as a teacher at Salem Montessori. Yeah. She's one of the people that volunteer to feed the animals. Oh, wow. So I have, uh, with, uh, with her, taken Laura and Catherine and I, and we've gone up there and uh, fed the animals. Awesome. And it's, you're, you are just going back in time. You are. As soon as you get out of the car and start to walk towards it, you're on a farm. I mean, you know, and it's in the middle of Winston-Salem. You can look in any direction. You don't know you're in the middle of no. a, a thriving city. Horses and the pigs and, you know, and Betty's, the cows and the, Betty's son's got a chicken up in his and, right. you know, and, and petting him and all this stuff. And so, and of course, Betty's married to Michael Hastings, who I've, you've heard of him. Oh, you yeah. Know, he, yeah, yeah, I've heard of him a couple times. He's okay, Cook. Yeah, he's yeah. all right. But, um, <laughs> but so, no, we... Um, uh, we just had to have a great time, and uh, you know, it's like, hey, when when you need us to go, and they 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 alternate weekends and, and volunteer, and I need to actually reach back out to her and go up there because it's just a uh, it's it's just a beautiful community uh, inside of our community. So, do you know what's happened with the property? You're going to tell me. It's been preserved for a hundred years. Right? Didn't somebody come in and donate? Piedmont Land Conservancy oh, came it. in. Okay. Uh, and so there should be walking trails, and they're going to cut access back over to the Thurman neighborhood as well. Right. And yeah, that should be happening in the spring. I knew that because uh, Macintosh, I think, had called me about that. Of you know, hey, we're all trying to raise money and stuff. But yeah. um, now, th will they still do the? Um, the pumpkins and all that kind of stuff. Are they going to continue to do the little sales and stuff up there? Or do we'll we see. Okay. We'll see how that happens. Because that was kind of neat. It was yeah. neat. I, but I mean, I it's really also a whole that. bunch of work. It's a lot of labor. Yeah, people people don't understand that, you know, when you go to these great things, like, you know, we did that pawpaw festival for a long time over at the uh, um, Cooperative Extension, and it's like, you know, that's like two or 300 hours worth of, of work with by three or four people, and then you turn around, and then that day there's even more. So it's... You know, these, these events are hard to do, but they're so wonderful when, when they can raise money to support things. And people don't really understand, no matter how large the event is, the right. pre-planning for an event is about the same. I right. mean, I've done events for 10 sea levels, you know, very high touch, up to 120,000 people at right. the Mall of America. And it, it really, the amount of planning is about the same. Um, I don't like that roller coaster. It's, I loved it. I really did. I miss events. If I had to pick one thing out of COVID that I missed the most, right. it's events. Oh, and, I would agree. And it's it's just bringing people together. I mean, I've done that all my life. I mean, even when I was a child, I mean, I was the guy throwing the parties that, okay, we'll put your mailbox up, back up. We're sorry. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I um, I do miss events. I do miss gatherings. So, you know, I'm, I don't know if you knew this. I'm president of the Realtors Association this year, and Congrats. I was supposed to go. Thank you. I was supposed to go to... New Orleans to D.C. to Chicago and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I got to go to Charlotte for two days, and that was at the very beginning of the year, and then everything else. That's hardly a trip. Well, <laughs> you know, it's still nice to see everybody. That's the thing. I think the thing, that I, the thing that I miss the most, and I'm not a person that, like, you know, you're saying you have to work, you go have a drink or whatever, and you're not really drinking. You're just going to see people. Right. You know, I've got a six-year-old, so I'm rushing home to chill with my kid right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And... Uh, but I miss that out of town, have a drink with a friend and, and get a tip or a nugget to help your business or help others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's your favorite thing? I mean, is Arch Unite, what, what's your favorite thing that you've been involved with? I mean, we, I want to go oh, through all those. Wow. I mean, what's really, Arch Unite? What's Artist Unite? Artist Unite was started, jeez, uh, 
So it was actually an idea uh, that was planted by Peter Wilbur. Okay. Uh, Peter Wilbur was a teacher at the Art Space School. Both mm -hmm. of my kids went to the Art Space School. Okay. Peter has uh, left our fair city and going to do magic in the mountains now. So okay. he's a teacher up near Asheville. But he came to me with, he was kind of hot after the uh, 2016 election. And he wanted to do a protest. Okay. And I was like, okay, Peter. <laughs> and he let's came at it with a, a lot of energy. Right, yeah. and right, let's yeah. spin it to a positive. Yeah. Let's spin it to uh, something that centers around uh, peace and diversity. Because I think that was a message that we really needed at that point. No we one wants to hear the negativity. You we still turn need it, it now. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Um, so we kind of flipped it around to a showcase of all the various art forms that celebrate peace and diversity. Mm -hmm. So we had over 16 different art forms that we pulled together so many artists, uh, from musicians to live painters to, uh, uh, we had soliloquies, we had artist talks, and we packed in 3,200 people at the Art Center uh, on Spruce Street on Inauguration Day. Okay. Uh, I remember uh, Brianna Connor had just moved to town from WXII, okay. and she came in to interview me, and she kept trying to corner me. Well, this is against Trump, right? And I was like, this has nothing to do with Trump. This truly is about artists uniting this is us for peace and diversity. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get me to take that hook. Right. <laughs> um, so we did the little dance, and, you know, it was fun. And then a few years later, I met somebody that just moved to town from Georgia, and his wife is a professor of divinity at uh, Wake Forest, and he was just looking for things to do. And uh, the Juneteenth celebration that year was the 400th anniversary of uh, the first slaves being brought to um, uh, Jamestown. Right. Which is some historical uh, scholarship that is kind of right, kind of not. We could actually go back 500 years, but we're not going to split that hair here. Right. Um, so we came up with a, another iteration of Artists Unite, which was to celebrate the contributions of black artists. And we came up with kind of a new idea. As opposed to showcasing as many artists as we could, we kind of narrowed in on bringing in local, regional, and international artists and being able to bring them together around this idea. Uh, so we brought some folks here locally, LB the Poet, who was the, uh, uh, let's see, Forsyth County Library's Poet of the Year a couple of years ago. Uh, he now runs the, um, uh, the Midnight Poetry Jam at the Black Theater Festival each right. year. Uh, I introduced him to Wayusi Baraka, who actually started that right. at the beginning of the theater festival and introduced those two guys. They hit it off famously, and he's handing the reins off to him. And uh, let's see, brought in uh, Blitz the Ambassador from Ghana. Mm -hmm. uh, so Blitz now uh, just finished working on the last piece that Beyonce did for Disney. Uh, he is working with Ava DuVernay's uh, Array Films. And he was here in Winston uh, just a summer ago, and had about 50, 60 people show up, unfortunately. Isn't it crazy how many people have a touch to Winston-Salem? Oh, yeah. yeah. It is. And it, people don't even realize. I, I, mean, I, I got to call Catherine White because I know she's friends with somebody. I, I actually took arts classes with Angus and Phil. Did you really? And so oh, I wanna, wow. I'm, I'm going to call Catherine today and, and see if I can... Uh, uh, I'd love to have her on the show. We might do a Zoom with her because I know she's... Even though she's out in L.A., I mean... She, she loves Winston. Yeah. And then try and see if yeah. she can get me in touch with Phil. Yeah, the photos she's been showing from the fires out there are just... Oh, yeah. My brother lives in, in L.A., and it's um, and, and I've got some friends in San Francisco, and they're just posting stuff, and it's just like, 
It's scary. It's apocalyptic. Yeah. It really is. It has that look. I mean, it could be shot for a film right now. Yeah. No, um, it's, um, it, it's, it's yeah. just crazy. See, I knew her as Kitty. Right. <laughs> I've known her since the Morning Dew was where Birch Street Pizza is now. So we went to high school together. Did you? If you can believe that. I wow. think she's a couple years younger than me. So she would have been like a freshman when I was. So this would have been like, I met her probably in 85. Okay. Her sister, Jennifer, mm -hmm. was graduated, I think, when I was a freshman. So she would have been 84. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, you know, she kept coming back to Winston, obviously, not only to see friends, but to see her sister. And then we lost her sister, I think, this uh, it was either earlier this year or last yeah, year. It was, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but it, it, the people are what are amazing to me. And as you've talked about all these different people and the things you started and stuff like that, you know, you, you can go back and, I mean, you know, products that were invented here or, you know, that are home here and people that are home here. It's just, Winston's just cool. It is. Yeah. And we've had our share of nefarious ideas as well <laughs> that have come out of here. What? <laughs> like, say, that's, like uh, what? I don't really want to go down that path in the, a very light, happy conversation here. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, we can do another series. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that, that'd be a good one. All right, so now um, we've talked about, uh, you know, Artists Unite. What are, what are other things you're involved in that people need um, to know about? One of the things that kind of opened my eyes to a lot, uh, a lot of Winston that I that I thought I knew, right. and it just kind of filled in all the blanks, was uh, the Community Innovation Lab that was started by the um, the Winston Salem Foundation, right. Keenan Institute for the Arts, and the Arts Council. Okay, uh, and also uh, one of twelve people that were originally brought into the idea of. Um, how can we come together to create a more equitable and abundant Winston-Salem for everyone? Uh, my focus was utilizing the arts to create conversations around race, class, power, gender, and privilege. Right. And I created an intentional collaboration with uh, Authoring Action, uh, Delta Arts Center, and our entity down at the Milton Road Center, Coffee Park Arts. Right. Uh, and we called it uh, Intersections and Conversations. Right. And so we would bring artists, art, film, music, spoken word, two people in places that they didn't necessarily expect, and we would generate conversations. So around. you weren't pushing a toilet around on wheels downtown, right? No, not like <laughs> Owens. <laughs> Which I thought was gorgeous. That's, I mean, can you, that's awesome. That was, that was so amazing to me when he told me that story. So you, you mentioned uh, um, your coffee park over at um, Milton Roads. So you've got that uh, closed right now because of COVID. Correct. Um, and uh, coming back strong when, when things open back up. We um, hope so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you got you, you have a lot of famous people. I mean, you don't you don't have like the theater from the art the theater manager from the arts council doesn't come and drink coffee here, right? <laughs> Every day he's right over there. Yeah, right over there. So um, you know that's something that a lot of people I think they know, but I don't think we always. We always realize, I mean, we're the first arts council in the United States. Exactly. And um, we're very lucky to, um, to have them, and uh, they do a lot of wonderful work. Do you, I, I, I'll ask you one kind of edgy question. Okay. We're the city of arts and innovation, mm -hmm. and a lot of my guests want to debate that a little bit and say that we need to do more, we need to do less, or whatever like that. How do you feel about that moniker for our town, and are we doing enough arts? It's aspirational. It's aspiration. And We're it not there us, yet. It gives us something to aspire to all the time. Right. We have to ensure that the arts are integrated with the innovative approaches that we take to solving some of the more thorny and erroneous uh, community problems. Right. And that's something I've been focused on for years now. 
And I do believe that the artist has probably one of the most important uh, jobs in fixing our community. Mm -hmm. And because they can take some of the heat out of the argument right. and bring people into a new line of thinking so that we can actually think through things together as opposed to arguing about them. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how we can actually make progress. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I've always been interested in is uh, how can we how can we fulfill the dream of our founding documents? I don't care who you it's vote for. It's an experiment. Right. And it has always been an experiment. Um, and we have to continue hypothesizing. <laughs> we yeah. have to use the scientific method, so to speak. Right. I don't care who you vote for. I just care that you, you, you got to love people. Right. And if you can do that, I don't care. Um, and that's, that's what I'm finding hard for people to do now is to care about people. Um, everyone wants to push their agenda on other people. Exactly. Um, I could sit here and expound on whoever the candidate is, and if you're not going to vote for him, why am I wasting my air? Let's talk about something positive. Let's just respect humanity. Right. And that's that's the that's the thing. If we could just all do that, right? As as a you know, I'm, I'm Mr. Segway. I don't know if you knew this. So so we'll do this. We'll talk about um, let's talk about an artist that's being forgotten today, and that is a coffee artist. So we're gonna let Stabler go play in the uh, in the, in the airstream, airstream and see it, and then we'll come back after that. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Welcome back, everybody. Um, before we, uh, you know, when we end things, I, I also wanted Stabler to get inside. So, what now? What is the inside section of Coffee Park while we're sitting here? And of course, Tommy Priest with uh, the Airstream and Coffee Park and everything. Uh, we just realized, and the opportunity happened that we needed a place for folks to be able to sit okay. <laughs> and, and hang out, as opposed to just driving through. So it's storage. It is storage. In a absolutely. fancy way. I mean, I'm not, you, do you sell the syrups and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. Okay, so that is, If okay. it's not nailed down, I'll sell it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, this plant is from who? Uh, Dancing Iris Earthscape. And, and it's for Hammond. sale right now if you want to come get it here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as, as we finish up today, I, I have two or three little questions I want to ask. And, and, and one is, is uh, because you and I have something in common, and that's being the father of a daughter. Uh, pretty darn cool. It is. And you have two daughters? I have two daughters, so, yes. So tell me about that. So what, tell me about your family a little bit. We're a family of artists. Okay. My wife's an artist. My kids are artists. Uh, and, and you, you occasionally take a picture, too? A few. <laughs> a few. Right. Yeah. I, I, I love photography. And what I, what I like about photography, I like shooting people. Right. Again. Same as Owens. It's all about. If you can get that perfect shot of the expression that tells the whole story. Indeed. It's, that's your day. And I don't do portraiture. I right. do events. I right. do people in situ. Right. <laughs> you know, where they're comfortable, where they're, hey, well, whatever they're doing. Yeah. And I love shooting my little dog. I, I love shooting my daughter, just doing little things. Like, you know, last night we were playing with slime and it's like, I want to get the camera out, but then it's like, oh, hey, yeah. I need to participate in it and stuff like that. That's hard. So I have uh, my youngest daughter, Maddie, is uh, a freshman at Reynolds, virtually, okay. All right. <laughs> currently. So that's been an interesting foray, foray into uh, high school. Right. Uh, both of my kids went to the art space school, K right. through eight, right. uh, which I cannot speak highly enough. Good of school. That curriculum, uh, the way that it prepares kids is unmatched. Right. It truly is because the arts are integral into learning. Yep. Um, and that's something that unfortunately our public school systems across the country have limited 
limited art supplies, limited arts classes, and it's, I, I find that really unfortunate because I watched my children thrive under that environment, and I've seen so many children thrive under that environment. Yeah, we do Montessori, and I, um, I would agree. I think that the arts-based school and Montessori have a lot in common, you yeah. know, with the sense of let Definitely. the kids do what the kids do. Um, I will tell you that um, one of the things that I'm missing this year is it happens every year with regards to um, uh, the, the miniature nutcracker that they do at the art. Um, what an awesome program right? that is. And yeah. when you have a small child and you go to that, I mean, it gets them just enough of it and, and you know, it, it's a fundraiser for the school and, and, and those are the things that I hate that I'm yeah. missing. Yeah. I hear you. Um, and Indeed. so then your daughter's at App as well? Uh, my oldest daughter's at App. Okay. Uh, her name's Marley. And uh, she's, uh, 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 wow. <laughs> she's kind of a chip off the old block. Okay. Uh, and then some. Right. Uh, so she's gone to my alma mater, Appalachian, right. uh, and went there because of finances, um, because she did get into new school right. uh, in New York. Right. Uh, we just couldn't bridge that gap. Uh, unfortunately, but she uh, she's an overachiever type style, so uh, she, she'll be 18 when she graduates with her bachelor's. I'm sorry, um, I, I, I started at 18. Yeah, think, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah so, me too. <laughs> so how does that happen? Uh, she ended up going to early college of Forsyth after she finished at uh, arts-based, okay. uh, and that's part of the, uh, the Forsyth County school system. All right, so she's eighth grader, grad, is she, and I don't understand why they graduate she, from different things like kindergarten, eighth grade. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, right. so she goes eighth grade, and then she starts taking classes the same time she's at, at Reynolds, or no? Or she was at the early college of Forsyth, okay. which is a separate high school program right. that is integrated within Forsyth And getting Tech college as well. credits the whole time. So she did two years of college and four years of high school in three years. So she takes after your wife when it comes to... Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my wife, she has a, uh, her own photo firm right now called okay. Jane Rocket Media. Okay. Uh, and she shoots real estate. Hint, right. Hint. I got you. <laughs> so always plug that. Plug yeah, that. we'll have to put that in there. And, and of course, yeah, remind, yeah, remind yeah. me of that. We'll definitely put that yeah, in the hashtags. So both the kids got a double dose of kind of creative and, you know, that just kind of that viewpoint. Right. I mean, cause, I mean whenever we get down right down to it, it's, it's about your point of view. Right. Um, and yeah, so we've tried to allow our children to be able to express their point of view unfettered. That's so cool. And they do that. Yeah. Quite, quite well. Sometimes it's <laughs> solicited, sometimes it's unsolicited, right? right. Yeah. yeah. They both. But I, you got to play the dad card every once in a while. Oh, I, 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 I live for my kids. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's Indeed. amazing how much it, I mean, God, God knew the thing to do to me was to give me a daughter to teach me for all the stupidity I did throughout my life. And, and he laughs every day, every day. Yeah. Man plans, God yep. laughs. Yep, yep, yep. So I always, one of the things I always say is, is if people woke up and remember there are three things in life that every man wakes up to do, and that's to, one, provide for his family through shelter or food. So shelter, food, and the last thing is not piss off your spouse. How are we different in any other way? Yeah, pretty much. You know, so, all right, um, coffee. What, what do you love about coffee? And then what's what the coolest? I love about, what I love about coffee is, is that. Is this right here, right, that the conversation? First, that first mug of coffee at five years old at grandma's house. She's okay. like, here, you should try this. And I still have that mug. And it, it, the waking up to the smell of the percolator in her house. Right. Every morning, 
and it just, I don't know what it was. And then, then coffee became, uh, my dad was a manager for Radio Shacks for years and years. And there was always a pot of coffee in the back room. Right. And again, that it's that smell. Yep. That just evokes so it's many home, memories. conversations. Memories. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then coffee became uh, in Appalachian when Beanstalk opened up, mm -hmm. uh, which was like my first experience with gourmet coffee. Right. Uh, the fancy stuff. The fancy stuff and the Italian stuff. And then right. understanding and that then it the was a tradition. It was, yeah. it just, it, I don't know. It just, it provided, again, a sense of community. Right. Uh, we gathered around a cup of coffee and we were all elated as opposed to uh, depressed in the bar. Right. Um, which I spent plenty of time in the bar too. At oh, yeah. Age. yeah. <laughs> but still, the coffee shop was where the real connections happened. Right. And then coming back. Coffee to, shop's the bar of the morning. Come back to Winston and yeah. then the Morning Dew opened up in 95. And again, I, a lot of the community, the true grassroots, you can tie back to that moment in time because that's where we all met. It's where we all hung out. It's where we threw ideas out. We created. We did poetry. Uh, people drew. They they played chess and they had crazy conversations about literally everything in life. And right. Now you see some of these folks that were there are now business owners that we all look up to, uh, and that's across the board. I mean, Cranky's I don't think would have happened right without the Morning Dew. Right. Because um, that provided kind of a fertile breeding ground for ideas. What is the coolest thing that has happened to you as a result of coffee? Famous person, cool situation, solve the world, problems. What do you think of there? Uh, it would have to go back to the, the Community Innovation Lab. Okay. Because I mean, that... that Coffee provided that opportunity. I met Jim Sparrow, who was the CEO of the Arts Council at right. the time, here because he was going to meet with uh, Bruce Anderson at Idlewild House because right. he just moved to town and he needed furnishings for his house. Right. And he showed up early and we just started a conversation and found out he was from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I was like, oh, I did an event in Fort Wayne back in the day and we talked about that and the arts district that he helped uh, uh, elevate. Mm -hmm. um, and then he came here and he just remembered the conversations that we had. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I got a phone call from him about that, uh, about that opportunity. Right. And yeah, that was probably the, the, the highlight of coffee in some respects. I mean, uh, working with this team across the street to save that property, uh, that was- That was a win. At, if I do nothing else in my life, I know that that place is here for all of us. And that's, uh, that's enough. That, that may be a precursor to my next question. we got two left for you. Okay. Tommy, what do you want to be remembered for when you leave this earth? Being supportive of my community and okay. my family. All right. My immediate family. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, everyone, we all want to be a great dad I, and a husband. You know, whenever I was uh, in my 20s, I would... I would you know, spend a lot of time thinking about legacy. Mm -hmm. You know, what what do I want to be remembered for? Yeah, and that has changed over time. At some points, I wanted to be remembered as a uh, as a writer. Other times, I wanted to be remembered as a photographer. And then, once I had kids, that all changed instantly. I just want to be remembered as uh, I was supportive of my kids, right? My wife and 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 those around me. Well, you've um, already accomplished that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about that. And the, you know, getting the conservatory 
the, the Piedmont uh, Conservatory, you say it. Uh, Piedmont Land Conservancy. Thank you, yeah. thank you. There's certain words that I'll just I'll snag on, and oh, I, I, I can you. never spell the word restaurant. I always have to think that one out all the way. Got Restaurant. You. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, getting them involved, the PLC, just uh, that that's that's a huge feather. It's I, I yeah, it's it's amazing. And what's neat is it's so close to work. It that is. you can just walk over there exactly. and walk around and, and you know, <laughs> right. talk on the phone. And escape. Yeah, escape. I mean, you literally can escape. <laughs> All right, so as we uh, come to a close of this uh, episode of Camel City Chat, and I can't thank you enough for being our guest, uh, the question that I, I want to ask you is, is, you know, you've been here for a while. You know where Winston's been. You know, uh, where do you want to see us go? What's your dream for Winston-Salem? And it's citizens and, you know, everything about it that you and I both love. I want us to see become, uh, I want us to become more supportive of those that have the least. And we are a very charitable uh, uh, city, uh, both individuals and, and organization-wide. But... We've got a lot of issues in this town uh, that go back well over 100 years. And if we can come together and put down our uh, agendas and at least come together on one idea, that if one of us is suffering, we're all suffering. And then how do we fix it together? Because we can't do it individually, and we evidently can't do it from one organization to the other. We have to create intentional collaborations amongst multiple entities, whether that be individuals, organizations, governmental and or uh, nonprofits, uh, and start addressing these issues. And, and there's so many folks in this town that are committed to this idea um, that I think that we have a possibility to correct some of these, these ills, um, but again, we find ourselves, you know, at this this point in our country where we're so polarized. Uh, and I've watched this polarization happen since I started paying attention to politics when I was five years old. Uh, the Carter Ford run. And I, I'm a wonk. <laughs> I mean, I will look deep down into policy and I look through it from a complexity lens and look through it from a... Uh, various lenses of the people that I meet because every person that I meet adds a new lens to how I can observe and so that goes back to the anthropology thing it goes back to the critical theory thing and it, it just this is this is a grand opportunity and I can't speak enough about doing it together the one fact that um, I learned as I got into this was the fact that for Scythe County, if you're born poor, you're going to die poor. Yep. No um, upward mobility. There's no upward mobility. Uh, Love Out Loud, uh, Lou Baldwin had introduced me to that. They go to Cranky's, you know, and have, uh, I guess, a, a coffee there. And, and, and you know, um, they, they do the motley crew of people, mm -hmm. all you know, race, religion, colors, and, and, and national creeds, and, and sit and just talk about change. Um, and... Uh, you definitely are one of those people that um, ever since I've become aware of you, I know you care. I know that you, you want uh, what's best for everybody. And um, I don't like living in a, in a county that has such a, a negative um, national connotation to it with that. 
and we've got to figure out a way to change it. We do. I mean, we're the third worst place in the United States to grow up poor. There are two uh, Native American reservations that are worse off than we are. Two. Mm -hmm. And they're both in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not good company. So, we got to change it. Um, and we can. I mean, I've seen a lot of positive results just over the past several years. Oh, yeah. People coming together and figuring out new pathways and, and taking new approaches to, uh, to economic disparity. Um, we've got a long, long, long road ahead of us, though. Uh, we've, we've got to elevate people, uh, elevate not only their, their, their position, uh, but also elevate their spirit mm -hmm. because... It's real easy to not care when you don't feel like anybody cares. And I look forward to you sharing with us how to change that through all the things you do, and you'll keep us posted. If I if I had the yeah, if I had in, the way to do it, yeah. Yeah, 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 it would involve a lot of coffee. It will. All right. Always. So so what's our street address here? 1208 Renolda Road, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It's our magnificent mile because if you travel from Wake Forest University all the way up to uh, Broad and 6th Street intersection, mm -hmm. there's not one corporate, national, international, anything. It's mm -hmm. all local. And that's that's really the And the you're thing huge I love on supporting local. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's very easy to come here, get your coffee, and, and, and go oh, yeah, to wherever you're be you in and out. Be. In just yeah. a couple of minutes. And yeah. they're going both sides. Uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we have two lanes. Yeah, I walked up in the back here and got something, you know, at uh, the beginning. And um, But uh, I've always come on the other side, so it's kind of weird to, to see that. And, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, we, we appreciate you taking the time with us today. Thank um, you very much, sir. We want to get your wife's information so we can tag it in there if you want us to, too, for the... Yeah, for definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and... Uh, Folks, you've just watched another episode of Camel City Chat. Um, uh, we do have a little show sponsor, so I'll, I'll say the name of it, and you tell me if you've heard of it before, and that'd be Smitty's Notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeff's a great friend of the show, and, and so we're... Love we're, Jeff. Yeah, we're, we're trading off, uh, making sure that Pillar we... Pillar of push the community. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you believe that guy? I, mean, I know. Awesome. So, what he it, helped knit together was uh, instrumental, in, again, in where we are now. You're welcome to give him all the credit, but I think you've got some in there, too. You've, you've done an excellent job of getting people together, and I appreciate you. you. All right, cool. Thanks. We'll be back next week with more Camel City Chat.